remember to do all this stuff or I'm in trouble. That's why I have younger guys tell me what to do. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's good. Well, good morning. Are you ready? Just uh, invite the Holy Spirit in and say, Lord Jesus, come. Um, it's exciting. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for this opportunity we have of gathering together. And Father, we want to exalt you and who you are, Father. Uh, Father, just surround each person. Lord Jesus, you know them, Father, better than they probably know themselves. And Lord, what they need. I'm just asking, Father, that you'd meet them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, just a couple announcements. We've been supporting the uh, O'Malley, or the Malley uh, family in Pogo, uh, Africa. And uh, they sent this letter. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, it's pretty awesome to see, you know, how God has been working in them and doing what he's doing over there. Um, uh, I can't imagine... Uh, he's a doctor, and he's, he could stay here and make tons of money, but he's chose to go to Pogo, Africa. Um, and I just uh, want to mention them because I, I'd like to have you remember them in prayer. Uh, I really believe that um, God is going to use them pretty mightily over there. They just got there not too long ago, so they're really get, getting settled in. Lots of things for them to do there. And um, then also, I, tonight is the hymn sing for the uh, Sunday night. starts at 6 o'clock. Everybody's invited. If you've got a song, uh, a guitar, a piano lesson, um, I'm going to look at our new guy over here. He, <laughs> he came and practiced with us Friday night. Is it okay if I pick on you, Dwayne? Oh, I better watch it then. Um, it's pretty awesome. Um, and then just uh, ladies, Monday night at 6 o'clock is a women's Bible study. Um, Wani, what was the book you're reading, you're doing? Finding God in Broken Places. Okay, so uh, ladies, we're going to invite you just to be there, and it's good fellowship. I know that uh, I've been told that they have a lot of laughs and giggles about stuff, so... I don't think they're talking about our their husbands either, you know. So nope. it's okay. So it's just Too fun, busy. just fun. Uh, also, Wednesday night at six thirty, we have prayer here at the church. We'd love to invite you for prayer. I I feel like that's the foundation of what God is going to do here, is our prayers, our just being before the Lord about what He wants to do here and in you. Um, see. Um, I'm just going to remind you, I, I, I don't think that she's, she might be back so that we can catch her, but Carolyn Murray's birthday is on the 7th. And uh, who's that? Uh, she'll be back on Friday. So we're going to be able to pick on her on the 7th then, right? Oh, awesome, awesome. <laughs> awesome. It's going to have her, good to have her back. 
um, they've been gone for two months. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, just a couple of prayer requests. We got a family that normally sits out front, Buddy and Sky, and their kids have been sick for uh, about a week and a half now. I called them yesterday. They thought they might be here, but if the kids weren't really up to par, they was not going to bring them. And I sort of say thank you because that, you know, um, I think all of us have, might have gone through the flu already, <laughs> but I don't want to get it again. Yes. Buddy did. Wow. Okay. So um, just remember Buddy and Sky in prayer. Um, also, Sandy, she's not here this morning. Uh, she's recovering from uh, the broken ankle and the wrist. She's, she's doing much better. She's being careful. She yeah. doesn't want to fall or slip. So. And so that um, we had that little bit of snow last night, so that might have uh, just made her feel cautioned about coming out the door and down the mm -hmm. steps. Uh, so just remember Sandy in prayer. Um, boy, we got a lot of people that are, are sort of gone. Um, we've got Evelyn and um, Linda and Shelby are in Florida. We need to remember them in prayer also. Um, are there any other prayer requests? D. You want us to pray for you this morning? You don't have to come up here, but we're going to remember you in prayer. Is that all right? Okay. And anyone else? Anybody got any prayer requests? All right. Um, any other announcements that I'm missing? You're right. See there? I need to read my notes. There's a potluck. It's a uh, second Sunday of the week. Communion is next Sunday, and Gary and Karen normally handle that, and they're bringing the message for that Sunday. And then the third Saturday of the month is a men's breakfast starting at 8 o'clock, and it's right here. Uh, we'll probably be meeting up front here because that, you know, we've got somebody back there that gives me a hard time if we go in the back, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was probably Bob's imaginary Amen. friend. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely, we can. Dee, do you want to come up here? Or would you rather us come back there and lay hands on you suddenly? If I can have some ladies come on up here and we'll be praying for Dee. We just love you. We're going to pray and believe God is going to just... She's just going through a bunch. Just uh, lay hands on her. And let's just believe God. We'll let you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for bringing me here, Father, and I just ask 
have the ushers come forward. We'll receive the tithes and offerings. this tonight if you want to come it's awesome um, thank you. thanks Dwayne <laughs> um, I've been having fun this week honestly I have it's been um, um, probably maybe not as a benefit as, as it should be for this morning because I've been talking about what I've been talking about what I'm supposed to be talking about this morning but it's been fun and 
But honestly, it helps bring it down to a level where we can understand uh, God's plans and purposes for who we are in him. Um, when I, I began to study this, um, the thought came to me, it says, out of sight, out of mind. And two things, you know, that applies to. Um, if we learn how to um, get things that distract us from God out of our life, we can concentrate more on who he is. And then there's the other distraction, you know, like if you are not in the word, if you're not fellowshipping with other people, it's easy to keep your mind off of God and um, not on his plan and purposes for who you are. Um, you know, we was start, April's been at our house for about 24 hours now, right? Or close to it. And we've been talking about just some personal relationship with who Jesus is and just walking through uh, some of those things that um, always t tend to um, draw us away from it, but yet there's sometimes when God interrupts our life and we, we sense his presence and we, uh, we get our focus back on who he is. I was talking to Don this morning. Was it 13 years ago that the, the angel come and spoke to you? Right, Don? Ron, I'm sorry. I was just testing to see if you was paying attention. <laughs> was it 13 years ago, right? Um, it was uh, really cool, the story. Um, you said there was a man that spoke to you and encouraged you. Yeah, come on. Come on. This is so cool. You know, it's like... Um, um, this is the, the kind of stuff that I really love because it's, it's basically beyond our total understanding. Come on up here. <laughs> there we go. See there, Ron, you're in trouble this morning. It's about the... It was about 13 years ago. Uh, I was in, um, I had drifted away from the Lord. I'd gone through some troubles in my marriage and through a divorce. And, and I was doing some things that I didn't have no business doing. And um, just because of the flesh was trying to lead me in a, in a direction that I knew I didn't need to go. And I, I went to Mountain View, the folk festival, and, uh, and I'd always go there and sing and play. But at that time, I was so depressed that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't sing. I didn't have the heart to. And so I was just walking around, and I walked behind the courthouse, and there was a little building back there, and there were some people back there playing. There was a little short gentleman. He was, had, a, had a beard and was white-headed. And he started singing a song that he, that he said, I, I sang this song for my mother when she was living. And when he started singing this song... It was the Spirit of the Lord that came from him. And, and I, uh, I got under conviction, and I started weeping in front of all of those people. I couldn't contain myself. And he seen me weeping. And uh, when he got through singing, he'd come over to me, and he said, what's troubling you? And so I just told him. And he said, can I pray for you? And I thought he meant like, 
went after he left or whatever. But he, I said, sure. And he grabbed my hand and he started praying for me. And when he got through praying, I was restored to the Lord. But, and the thing that, the thing that, uh, that stirred me through all of this is all of the years coming there for over 30 years, I'd never seen him. And that's been 13 years. I've never seen him since. And I truly believe that he was, he was an angel, an earthly angel. You know, the Bible says, beware of who you entertain because you can entertain angels unknowingly. And I believe he was an angel sent by God, especially for me. And when he, uh, and, um, and after he left, I, I went back home. And, um, and that inspired me so that I, that I wrote a song uh, in, in, uh, in relation to that meeting with him. And the song was called Blinded Eyes. Because some people never see an angel or are never aware of an angel because of the hardness in their hearts. And so uh, if I had a flat top guitar, I could sing that song to you. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, you know, the, the song talks about people never, people never see, you know, angels don't always have wings. Uh, God placed them here for all the world to see. And they walk around just like you and I, but some never see because of blinded eyes. And, uh, and I said, I thank God that he allowed me to be one of those who can truly see angels living just like you and I. I can see now. I don't have blinded eyes. <laughs> That's a song. And uh, maybe I'll have an opportunity to sing that for you sometime. Thank you all. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan, right? Ryan. Ryan. I'm going to have to say it about ten times to remember what probably really um, drew me to Ron's testimony is uh, if you want to turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and it's verses 17 through 19 and um, yep Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 through 19 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us and who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And there's sometimes, you know, like we get so... Um, busy in our life uh, like Ron is just there's things that would just try to draw us away from um, the reality of who Christ is in us like um, I was sharing with April about how in the um, garden of uh, Eden you know man had fellowship with God I mean he they, he walked with them and had fellowship and talked with them openly and then when man sinned, it sort of interrupted that relationship. Um, and it wasn't that people weren't aware that there was a God, but that personal relationship that they had was gone. And then in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament, Jesus comes and he dies for our sins, eliminating the blockage, that wall that was between God and us, and eliminated it so that we could have fellowship with him. Now, I'm, here's, here's my point, is that every day of our life, every minute, every hour, 
God wants to speak to us, wants to direct us, wants us to know that we are loved by him. Um, you, everybody knows John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now see, I, 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 I'm, sometimes I relate that to our experience when we die, we're going to go to heaven. But he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. In this life, don't look at it as if God is going to go ahead and take us to heaven and that's it. You're like, um, uh, he experienced heaven on earth when God spoke to him. And God is, that's, that's like um, uh, one instance but how often sometimes God wants to go ahead and speak to us on a daily basis as we walk out who we are in Christ. You know, like um, to, to think that um, uh, you might be that angel one of these days to uh, have a word for somebody else and be able to pray with them and bring them to that place. But it's like it's coming to a reality that we are, uh, the body of Christ. We have the indwelling presence of that Holy Spirit in us. And it's, he, it's not limited. What really limits Jesus in us is us, and whether we believe it or not. Um, the Ephesians, at the very end of it, he says, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? An inheritance. We've, we've inherited something. You know, to, to begin to unfold that and see all the things that God has for us and then begin to walking it out and allowing uh, Christ to move and operate and, and use you. Uh, and it says, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Uh, I, I like the, the story of uh, Mary and Elizabeth. I know that you've heard it a couple times since I've been here. But it's, it's so important. Um, Mary becomes uh, pregnant with Jesus. Elizabeth has become pregnant with John the Baptist three months beforehand. Maybe it was six months. Is it six months? Six months beforehand. And so Mary found out about it and wanted to go visit Elizabeth. And uh, when Elizabeth walked in the door, and you all know the story, says a baby leaped in Elizabeth's womb. And uh, the baby was filled with the Holy Ghost then. And what happened was um, Elizabeth turns around. She prophesies over Mary. And she says, Mary, blessed are you because you believed. It's a key. You know, like it's coming to that point where I'm, I try to set aside the worries that I have or the things that sort of press on me to begin to believe God's word and how that he wants to do over and above what we ask or think in our life. To imagine it, to imagine God using you to go to a man like Ron or somebody else in this room. I mean, it's not impossible. You no, know, we, we have an inheritance of who Christ is in us. I mean, we have become the family of God. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, to be able to, to come to the place that we can set aside the lies of the enemy to try to discourage you from walking out who you are in Christ. And he'll point out all the faults that you have. But we have an opportunity to say, devil, no, in Jesus' name, 
go. Really? See, it's, it's like he keeps you from your potential in Christ. You know, each one of us have a calling, have a gift that we are in Christ Jesus. Now, I can't tell you what that gift is. It says we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We walk it out. We become who Christ has called us to be. And whatever that is. And there's sometimes, you know, God will give me a word for somebody. Like I believe um, he gave me a word for Ron. You know, that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God's not going to turn away. If you have trouble in your life, God's not leaving you. He's not letting you just fall away. He's coming in and wanting you to know that, Bob, get up. You don't have to stay down there. The devil's beating you up. Stand up. You are mine. That's what God does to us. You know, he doesn't want to see us walk in failure or conviction of who we are, that wrong conviction. God gives us a conviction too. You know, and, and, but it's, it's good. Do you have something to say? <laughs> See, like, for God so loved the world. It, now, see, like, we got to make it personal. God loves you. And it doesn't matter your past. Today is a new day. And we can stand up. He said, we press toward a mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. So we press toward that mark. It, you know, sometimes you don't always understand what the path is, and sometimes it's a it's a step by step. All right, Lord. <laughs> I don't I don't understand exactly where you're taking me, but Father, just open my eyes. Um, he said, <clears throat> the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. To imagine, you know, that God has a personal calling. I'm Pam. <laughs> Isn't it exciting to think that we don't sit back and, and watch everybody else get excited and enthused about who Jesus is, but God puts his hand on us and he's going, you, come on. Um, I was trying to get the story straight because I was telling it to a couple people. So I'm, here's what it is. It says, Paul was Paul before he came. No, Saul was Saul before he came, became Paul. I mean, to, to imagine, I, I think I was talking to somebody about the 12 disciples and how that people look at them and think that, wow, I can't believe that they walked out and did all the things that they did. But listen, you can be a Saul, but become a Paul. You can, you can be a, a Ron, but become a, a Mark or a John or whatever. God, you're Ron. I'm sorry, Ron. God's going to use a Ron. But there's sometimes he'll give us, he'll, he'll change our name. He'll, be call, he'll call us the Lion of Ron. <laughs> Whoa. Roar! <laughs> we, we don't have to sit back. And wait for the enemy to tell us about all our faults. We already know all that. But God paid the price for that. Amen. So we need to walk out of it. Believe who we are in Christ. See the possibilities that God has for us. And you know what? I, I'm, 
I, I love scripture where it says, you know, that he does over and above what we ask or think. Have you ever been in a situation where, there's another story that April and I was talking about, it's like, you know, we're going through things and, and we sometimes forget to see the hand of God in our life and how many things he brings us through. And I've, I've told you, here I am, I'm as old as Ron, 72. And here I am. God's brought me through. I'm still standing above ground. You know, I've got a, a place to stay, plenty of food, unfortunately. But God never gives up. I mean, he said, acknowledge me in all of your ways. I'll direct your path. Lord Jesus, what is it that you have for me? What, what gift do you want to impart in me? How can I walk out who I am in Christ? How can I be that angel <laughs> that um, went and spoke to Ron? How can you be that angel? You know, like, it's, it's not just about, you know, like, Lord, can you send somebody to me? It's being raising your hand and say, Lord, send me. God's looking for people that believe his word. And we, we apply even the simple things that he spoke into our life. Um, I tell everybody, and I'm going to embarrass Gary. Gary's a checkered shirt guy right there in the front. When we talk, um, he's filled with the word. I mean, he can quote scriptures over my head. But, you know, I love it because that there's, there's a, a wealth of information in him. And, uh, you know, I, I count it a privilege to have people like that walk with me in, who this, in this position here. It's, it's awesome. Because that I, I, God surrounded me with men who love Jesus and even will correct you. <laughs> can, I, can I share something with you? Um, I, I like to tell people that I'm perfect, Bob, but everybody really knows me really well that I'm not so perfect. I only tell the enemy that I'm perfect in Christ. I'm not going to let him beat me up. Never. Never. Because there's a Jesus in me that's bigger. But what happens is we just we have to have other people sometimes walk with us and love us enough to say, Bob, you know that stuff you said Sunday morning? <laughs> I love it. I really do. You know what? It's, it's important for us to come to the point where, and you, most of you know me really well because you've been here for as long as I've been pastoring this church and you know me pretty good. You know, I pick on everybody, and you can pick back. Acts 26, verse 18. Acts 26, verse 18. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance, and inheritance again, among those who are sanctified by faith in me. You know, it's, it's like the enemy wants you to keep your eyes on the dark parts of your life. You know, like you're not, you're not worthy. 
uh, you know, there's no way that God can use you because you've done so many bad things in your past. Can I share something really exciting? He can probably do more in you than he can do with a guy that's walked out really good and been perfect. You know, like he can use you more because you have some experience that maybe somebody else is walking through and God's delivered you. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I'm with you, Sarah. I want to dance. You know, you just want to exalt him for who he is. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, um, it's fun uh, walking out who we are in Christ. And, it, and, it's, and it's not just the Sunday morning. We had fun April, didn't we? Just sharing back and forth the word of God, you know, all day long. But it's good. And we, we, we begin to learn about what other people are walking through and how that God is delivering them from the things that they're going through too. I mean, God will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's believe it. Let's be the God, the men and women of uh, God that we can affect who we live with or around. I'm going to quote you one more scripture. It's Isaiah 35, 4 and 5. And then it's going to jump down to verse 6, uh, 36. It says, to say to those, it's uh, Isaiah 35, if you wanted to turn there, starting with verse 4, and I'm going to read 4 and 5. And then I'll read 35 through 36. It's, uh, say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. You know, it's like, have you ever had one of those moments with God where, you know, he does something really super in your life and you're going, <laughs> you just can't contain it. I mean, it's who he is. You know, like, we're going, wow. I, I, when I said that, I was, there was that one of those wow experiences in Jesus. And he wants to do that with you. He's, he's not stingy. He doesn't want to just do it with Bob and not just Ron. Anybody who's willing. He says, um, who are fearful hearted, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance and recompense by God, and he will save you, and the eyes of the blind shall be opened. My prayer is that the blinders will be taken off about who Jesus is in our life. You know, like, we can come to a full understanding of his purpose and plan in us. You know, that he's, he's not here to go ahead and keep us where we're at. He wants to move on. We press toward the mark. You know, that there is more in Christ. 
You know, like, I don't think that we're going to experience all of who Jesus is until we see him. He said, when you see him, we will be like him. But the experiences that we'll be able to experience in Christ as that journey continues, as we press toward that mark, we wait for God to go ahead and intervene in our life and to come into the place where he does over and above what we ask or think. You know, um, I'm praying, you know, that all the gifts of the Spirit would be manifest here, every one of them. Hallelujah! Isn't that exciting? Yeah. But here's, here's the thing, is that we come to the place where we stop doubting that God can use us and that he'll open that up to you. Just to thank you, like I, I, um, I told you this before, when, years ago, you know, when I first started walking out uh, who I was after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, that the gifts of the Spirit were really operable. I saw people healed. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Uh, I scared a couple that came into a store that I was working at, was, was giving them a word and didn't know them from Adam. Told them they had two kids, both their names, where they lived, and they're just going, stop. They had a fear that, you know, I was no more about them than I should. But it was God. God's not limited by Bob or Ron or Dwayne or Ken or what's your name again? Pam. He's not limited. He's looking for each one of us to come to the place that we believe who he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, set aside the other stuff. You know, I know that you got a job. But God can move in your life even on a job. Uh, it doesn't matter where you work or how hard it is. And, uh, I just heard a story about a guy that was working <clears throat> in a place. Here we go again. I'm going to get that cough drop out. Nope, I'm good. It's good. Anyway, what happened was uh, he quit the job because it was too dark. He's a Christian. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I'm just telling you the story. But see, like, the light that we have in Christ is made for the dark. We run to it. We are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. To imagine, you know, that we can go someplace, not even know somebody. Oh, you got a cough drop. <clears throat> I'll take it. We can go someplace, not even know who they are. And God will start speaking to us and saying, you're more than enough. You are more than enough. Stop saying that about yourself. You are more than enough. <laughs> no, you are more than enough. You know, see, like, what you felt is just the enemy. There's a, there's, a, there's a presence of Jesus in you, Pam, that you are afraid because that um, there's some things in your life that you feel is not perfect. <laughs> You're in a great crowd here, you know? God's, God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for you to believe him. 
you know what? That that perfection thing is a is a devil thing. You know, stop looking at that. Get excited about what God's going to do in you. Isn't it fun that I pick on you every Sunday when you come here? <laughs> Isn't it fun, though? So glad you're here because we want to chase the devil away. You know, because I know that, like, um, when I first really, I mean, I've always worshiped God, but you know, you and Wadi know the story when I went to, and uh, I never knew the meaning of uh, the song, you know, Amazing Grace. Always sang it constantly. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cool? And it's like I, I can feel that I that I'm not in church or anything because it's just people need it. See, even though that they believe and they don't go to church. So you can come so Bob can pick on you. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um she's not alone. She's not alone. There's many of us that are in those circumstances where you know, the trials of this life weigh us down. And it's a plan of the enemy, but God has a bigger plan. He'll use you right where you're at. But we have to come to the place where we believe who he is in us. <clears throat> Be like... Amen. Believe like Mary. She, was, she believes, though, that God used her to birth the child Jesus. What does God want to birth in you? Isn't it exciting? Well, that, that could be. Not always, but I want to uh, give a little room. We've got a young couple that have had a desire, and they're afraid. They're over there. She's hiding behind her husband. And they want to work with the, the teen group here. We haven't got a, a lot of them yet, but we're, we're believing God can do over and above. Right? And all, all we have to do is have things in place, ready to go. Right? So Ashley and Scott, come on up here. <laughs> Mystery is that you can pick on the younger ones. Most of the time they pick on me because I'm 72. But it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> well, that might be what God's pulling you up here for. But to um, <laughs> uh, this is Ashley Scott. Um, 
what the, I'm, I'm going to ask them questions that they're going to answer, okay? If you've got questions, you can ask them, too. Is that all right? All right. Um, what made you feel like this was your call? <laughs> was that it? <laughs> Come on, talk to us. You know, just look at these guys as family. And they love you as much as I do. And uh, just, you can be honest. And if you want to cry, you can. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> so what is your plan? What do you what what do you what are you planning on doing with um, We definitely want to have like a Sunday youth group for the winter of the year to get some more. Okay, so we definitely want to have um, a Sunday youth group so that when they're here they have somewhere safe to go. because um, I know I never liked talking to my mom as a youth, so I and I always talked to my youth pastor. Um, so we'd like to provide that kind of an environment for them. And I know eventually, once we get enough, we'd like to start like a one night of the week group. Scott, you're too quiet. You gotta say something. <laughs> <laughs> this is the favorite part of my my um, calling is to pick on young people who are called. Really, once you get to know Scott, he'll talk to you. <laughs> but it's <laughs> Wandy. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, um, I I would really love it if if you as a congregation want to come up here and lay hands on him, because it's it's not just me. We better watch her. She might lay hands on you in the wrong watch way. It. <laughs> I get scared. Watch it, man. Seriously, I one thing too. When you guys were um, putting my back to you guys, they took the adventurous children <laughs> on that real um, cold day when we had winter camp. They uh, took all them guys to that, and they had such a great time, and the kids still talk about that. Mm -hmm. and I'm 
And I'm excited because I, I was in the little kids for years, and it, it's really hard when you have little kids and you're the, the teacher. Like you said, my kids are not going to come to me. We're all cool, but we're still parents, and they're not going to talk to us. And that I say thank you because my kids have somebody that I can trust that they can talk to. Amen. And I know you're not going to steer them in the wrong way. I can remember back when we had a lot of young people here, and I think we're going to have it again. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. Thank you, Father. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. For it is no secret. Thank you, Father. What God. something to read. Listen to the words. I talked to a man not long ago and he told me things I didn't know he said angels live just like you and I but some never see 
Cause of blinded eyes Listen now Cause angels Don't always have wings God placed them here For all the world to see They walk around Just like you Some never see because of blinded eyes. I thank God, listen, that He allowed me to be one of those who can truly see. Just like you and I, I can see now, I don't have blinded eyes, cause angels don't always have wings, God placed them here for all the They walk around in human form, but when they leave this world, their wings will be born. They will. I generally always try to testify a little bit before I sing. And uh, I've been a Christian since uh, 1979, winter of 1979. And, uh, and I thank God for so, so many things. I thank him for number one. I thank him for bringing me out of darkness. Because I can remember what darkness was like. And I thank him and I praise him for this precious light that he's brought me into. I thank him for so many things. I thank him for revealing his power unto me. God healed me about 10 years ago, supernaturally, right before my very eyes. And uh, that's something that I hear people talk about, but you don't see it very, you don't see it very often. And uh, I thank God for the joy that he's given me because he took this old stony heart and he gave me a heart, new heart, and he gave me a heart of joy. You know, that's why the Lord says, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why I say that, that uh, we have authority over Satan. He's nothing but smut under my feet. I remember not too long ago when I was out mowing my yard and I was troubled. I was troubled and angry about some things. And, uh, and I was complaining about my, how rough my lawnmower rode, you know, because now I've been in shock or anything <laughs> And the ground was rough. But all of a sudden, I just started singing. Um, what a day that will be. I just started singing to the Lord. And when I started singing to the Lord, the glory of the Lord came over me. And all of a sudden, that lawnmower went from no ride to air ride. <laughs> and for the next solid hour, I, 
I just sang and praised the Lord. And it's uh, and if you've never and if you've never experienced the joy, I mean the true presence of the Lord, it's something it's something worth uh, to get get excited about. And I guarantee you, uh, the presence of the Lord will excite you. Woo! It will excite you. It will excite you. And um, you know, and, and my my prayer every day is, Lord, help me to be a light that shines in darkness. Because I guarantee you, when you see this old boy, you'll see a smile on his face. And, I, and I've never been, you know, I tell my, my church, you never believe that I used to be shy when I was a child. They all go to laughing. <laughs> but I was. I was very shy. But God brought me, God brought me out of that. And, and um, I pray for anybody, anywhere. I don't care who, where it is. And, um, and all we need to do is just let that, let that light shine within us. And that light will be seen. I had a man that was had a man that came to me one time, and uh, you know, and, and they said he was an atheist, but I, I didn't believe that. But he coming to me and asked me, and so uh, the people said you'll never be able to witness to him, but I did a witness to him, <coughs> and uh, and I told him I said I said, and he was older than me. I said, Billy, what you need is is a is a five letter word. Or four letter word, J E S U S. I said, That's who you need. And I said, When you when you when you meet this man, just like I met him, and I said, you know, the Bible says there's very few people that we would be willing to lay, lay down their life for someone, but you know, he says, Fear not the man that can rob you of your of, of your life, or fear the man that can rob you of your soul and your life as well. But when a man truly loves when he truly loves the Lord and has and has the uh, has the Spirit of the Lord living within him, then it's not hard, brother, to, to walk righteously before the Lord. And the reason why it's not hard is because you want to. It's the people that are straddling the fence is the ones that, that have trouble with the, being Christ-like. But, but, with, uh, but I thank the Lord that uh, he helps me and he strengthens me. You know, and I, I thank him for his protection. Jeremiah was one of my favorite prophets, and uh, and uh, you know when he told when he went to prophesy against Zedekiah, God told him He said, "You go," and He said, "They'll fight against you," but He said, "But I'm going to build a fence around you, and I'm going to protect you." He said, "They'll fight you, but they'll not take your life," and that's what I believe. I believe in all my heart that God is God who is watching over me everywhere I go. I believe it. Thank <laughs> you.